We would be honored if you would join us. Ojaba. Ojaba. Hello, hello, hello. Hello there. Hi. And welcome to Thulus Garden Radio. My name is Gisli. I'm Haukon. And I am Eil. Eil. We mm. do have two guests, right? You're not the last one. <laughs> no. Don't we want to introduce him? Yeah, but... Ask we, guests. Yeah. You are eight. Okay. I am eight. Uh, first guest. We have had him on the show before. Mr. Mark Stewart. Oh, hi, Mark. Why is he the first guest? What? Why is he the first guest? No, because we have had him before. He's not because really... they love me more than you, Ed. No, because he's he's a, he's an he's an older Thule. You know, everyone who who gets on the show becomes a Thule squadron. But we have another guest who has never been here before. You want to introduce yourself, Jan? Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, my name is Jan. I'm from uh, I'm from Denmark, out of uh, out of Copenhagen, Pink Squadron. Cool, 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 cool. So, uh, I want to ask Jan first. So, you obviously told us who you are and where you're from. Uh, so, uh, you're from Copenhagen, right? Yes, that's what he said. Yes, yes. I that is what he said. said. I know. <laughs> Were you and not I, listening? I'm just stupid. What just... kind of a host are you anyway? <laughs> what the hell, man? Okay, how can you, you take over? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants how that to happen. How could are you from Copenhagen? I am not from Copenhagen. Nope. Okay, we're clear. Okay, that. okay. Every everyone who has lived in Copenhagen, raise your hand. This is radio. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're only two of us. Gisli, did you just raise your hand? Yeah, I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're a special kind of. Uh, okay, use your questions, Jan. So, uh, what's your faction of choice in playing X-wing? Well, um, Empire, really. That's where my heart is. Um, so not much success until sort of sort of lately, but uh, tried my best in, in first edition. Um, had to go to to scum to actually get anything done, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's the empire. Yeah, once you go empire, you kind of never want to go anywhere else, or at least your heart is there, right? No, no, you can't. The ISB will get you if you try. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's obviously empire. So what empire ship? Is your favorite ship in X-wing? Well, but why why can't he have another favorite ship? Yeah. Do you really but think an Do you really think an Empire player likes flying B-wings? He might. No. 
<laughs> not very many. He, he, he actually probably game. will. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> okay. But yeah. no, it it is absolutely certainly the uh, the tie interceptor. Tie interceptor is. Uh, Phantom is close, but uh, mm-hmm. but the tie interceptor is just. Okay. That extra. Yeah. But what about in the movies? What's your favorite movie ship? Yeah, it's tough, really. I I thought a lot about that, but it's. It, I, I gotta go with the fire spray. Okay. Um, I mean, who don't want you know a flying uh, a flying iron? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, with flapping wings. Yeah, with flapping wings. <laughs> uh, well, they're actually they're, they're more like like uh, fins on a fish, right? Okay. Sort of rotating. No, they're not flopping. They rotate. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. No problem. How many fish do you see that rotate? No, I mean just you know, when, when, <laughs> when, like fin, fish are swimming, their their fins sort of go like you know in and out or or sort of up and down and up. Well, no. Okay. You know, you know up no. and down is called flapping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I, I realized <laughs> it when I said it. <laughs> Thank you for your input, Hawkwa. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day. Um, okay, oh. so uh, actually, Mark, we never asked you those questions because uh, we are we are trying to make uh, some sort of questions to ask our guests. We haven't finished them yet, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'll touch off the basis. I'm Mark yep. Stewart. I'm in Winnipeg, Manitoba. That makes us the token or me the token Canadian. Yep. Um, faction of choice is obviously the. In 1.0, it was firmly the Empire. In 2.0, I started dabbling playing in the First Order, but I have a feeling I'm going to go and competitively be backing the uh, the only real good guys in the entire series, you know, the Confederacy of Independent Systems. But <laughs> but the Empire will Traitor. always have my heart. No, they just wanted, they being, they, they just wanted they an in, independent taxed. system. Exactly. They were being unduly taxed for the benefit of the core worlds. Yeah. They wanted to leave, and you sunk your evil space wizards on them. Yeah, I agree. As for favorite ship, you don't even have to ask. It's the Phantom. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter what FFG does to it, Whisper will always have a special spot in my heart. Yep. Is that your favorite movie ship as well? Like well, mine? Well, it's in every movie. You just don't yeah. see it. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> I don't really have a fader, favorite X-Wing scale ship from the movies because for me, out of the movies, it was always the Star Destroyer. I've never mm-hmm. seen anything in Spill that gave off as much intent at its purpose and mm-hmm. just emotional value from its first sight. You saw the Star Destroyer. You knew it was something to be terrified and not something to screw with. Yeah, I agree. And come on, they're flying space daggers. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Okay. Little house cleaning first. Are, are, are you guys finished with the introduction? You like this? Well, you you had more questions, like in the show notes. Are yeah. You, are you those? those those are stupid questions. I like I like uh, I like the one after the next one. You, you can go ahead and ask that one. That, that's a kind of a funny question. Let's let's do that one. Oh, okay, okay, Jan, Jan, because I asked you first. If you were an upgrade card in the game, what would you be? 
Well, I actually thought a bit about this, and I think I would be fearless, or quite possibly afterburners, because that's sort of how I play. Okay. Uh, at least if I don't really set my mind to doing it otherwise. So otherwise, I just tend to dive in, you know, guns blazing, utilizing speed mm-hmm. uh, a lot, um, which probably sort of goes away, goes with the uh, with the interceptor motif from earlier. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Good. Mark? That is a... I'm going to say a really good stupid question. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it, I have... What upgrade would I be if I was an upgrade? In in 2-point, I assume? Yeah. If it was 1.0, I'd take the easy out and say rage, but... um, (laughs) I'd probably have to go outmaneuver would be would describe my play style the best and, and my way I approach the game. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be good, you just have to be different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a no. cool card. As well. That's a cool card. Yeah. Or heavy yeah. laser cannon, because I'm a big guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so guys, Ed, yeah. I want to ask, ask you both the same question, because you never answered it. Okay. Um, yeah, it first. Me yeah. first. Yeah. I am. Uh, I'm Groot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it shows that you you never even opened the show notes, right? Uh, well, <laughs> actually, we had a. We're doing this a while ago. <laughs> yeah. So upgrade that. Oh God, damn it! Okay, how come? <laughs> yeah, you want to answer it? Um, yeah, I think. I mean, w- would it be terribly cocky to say genius? <laughs> yeah, I would. Yeah, it probably would. <laughs> and and probably very wrong as well. Um, yeah, so I think. Um, what do you mean? You are the token smart guy on the show, right? <laughs> Oh no, not really. Um I think uh probably probably um probably have to go with um probably have to go with um I think trick shot would would, would be Because, uh, you know I'm I'm always trying to that, that's what I'm always trying to get that that uh that edge in a game and I never able I'm never able to pull it off, which is why I'm a really bad player and, and don't often get good results. Um, usually, give, gets me into a lot of trouble. So I think that's yeah, probably that. I'd support that for the additional reason that the only reason you're included is because there's a space to fill and and you don't know what else to put there. Yeah, <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> probably heroic could have fit that build as well though. You're not always useful, but when you are, it, oh my god, you're amazing. You're the best thing ever. <laughs> no, that's actually not right either. <laughs> the first part, but not the second part. And, and people think your re- your dice are really, really good because you're uh, using heroic, right? <laughs> using heroic. Yeah. Yeah. Not knowing that you had to blank out before you before you were able to use it. Mm. Okay, Ed, do you have an answer? Okay, for this episode, I'll go with Sabine. Of course you will. Yeah. <laughs> because you dye your hair or <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Th- that's it. <laughs> okay. 
No, obviously. Yeah. Me. Uh, it's a, it's so obvious for me. I mean, I'm obviously a card that isn't out yet, but it's coming in wave three. It's it's the Jar Jar crew card everyone's waiting for. <laughs> no. How true. How true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that that was a great question, right? Wasn't it? We should stick to this. This is a good question. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, it's also it's very hard to answer this question as well when you're not yeah, ready it for it. So it's sort of springy and on like, Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to air out a little bit since the last episode about the game stalling. We were talking yes. about the fan. We were talking about the phantoms. Because obviously you always get the best arguments when the argument is over, like you're when you're in a shower or something. No, I do other things in the shower. Things, I I things. I, I really did not want to know that. I'm talking about shampoo and stuff, but anyway, anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're talking about game stalling and the phantoms and that yeah. that that's really it. It is a game, well. It is, yeah. I was just wondering why stalling the game with phantoms is worse than it was with, let's say, the BBBB set list that was in 1.0 that did basically the same thing. And like with uh, Scumhan flying, flying around the same rock just for you to get to him, to be able to trick shot with the Han ability. Why is that any any worse? I'm just well, just thinking about, thinking about that. Well, I, I think um, so on the BBBZ and I mean that list kind of exists still. I mean you you, you still encounter BBB mm-hmm. BZ lists or 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 wiring lists that sort of creep yeah, up forward. But but they but fly that, differently now. Right. Yeah. To some degree, but you can still do the the one bank barrel roll, so that you're just sort of inching towards the board edge. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that sort of, I, I guess I guess what I meant with the phantom argument was that, and the difference is is that between in between rounds, certainly the game state is changing a bit. I mean, you are maneuvering your phantom a little bit, but if you take take over a few rounds, then the state hasn't changed. So you're still pretty much in the same position as you were mm-hmm. a round or two ago, mm-hmm. while the BBZ list or the BBBZ list or, and its um, predecessors since then uh, they are inching towards the board. They're engaging, albeit slowly, but they're engaging. And even when Han is circling the rock, he is engaging. But the phantoms are not engaging in that situation. They are waiting in a corner for the opponent to engage. Well, Han isn't Han isn't engaging if he's flying around the same rock the whole time. You mean well, in a, the other end of the board and just waiting on the other end of the board, just waiting for you to come to him. Well, if if Han is the only ship in the list, then I would say okay, it's a pretty similar tactic. But mm-hmm. I I highly doubt that that uh, Han is the only ship on the table in the beginning of the game and throughout the course of the game. Yeah, no, I, I was just saying because it's it's really just a tactic. I mean, some lists like to joust. I other lists like to be an ace and be aces. Is it is it a bad sportsmanship 
not to joust with your ace list because your opponent wants to joust? Well, I think the the spirit of what they did when they were um, uh, when they were uh, when they were um, addressing fortressing mm -hmm. uh, within the rules in 2.0, I think the point of that was to make sure that neither player was um, was remaining in a state in the game where there was no engagement about to go on. Mm -hmm. So when one player, as soon as one one player does that, then mm -hmm. that's not in the spirit of the game, and that's what essentially this is. Uh, going for a joust is moving towards the player. It is engaging. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I, we are, when you're flying the phantoms, you're just waiting for the engagement. You're not trying to. You're not trying to not engage. You're just waiting for the engagement you want. Knowing when and where you want to and need to engage isn't taking advantage of the game or slow playing. No. It's knowing your list and it's playing the game at a high level. Yeah. It's exactly. essential. Exactly. I mean, if you're flying against triple quad phantoms, you just place all three of your rocks on my side of the board edge. Simple. Then I have to come to you or have to go to a place where it's more space. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I realize that. You, yeah. These are the tactics you can do to counter it. I, I, I realize that. But it's no, this was just addressing something that came up in the course of the tournament, and they were addressed to me after the tournament. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to talk about them. And yeah. I, I, I still feel the same, though. I, you know, I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you guys as to, you know, uh, it is, of course, high level to know the strengths and weaknesses of your list and how and when you want to engage. Mm -hmm. But when your entire tactic is based upon um, uh, based upon the opponent coming to you, it's essentially, I don't see the difference between it and fortressing, because that's and what fortressing is. Yes, okay. but I'd argue, I don't, I'd argue what was done to fortressing was an overreaction by the devs. The developers made it abundantly clear they didn't like the idea of fortressing, mm. but there's nothing inherently wrong with saying, okay, this one foot by one foot square is where I need the engagement to take place. Mm -hmm. But it's in the game. As long as you've got ships moving, you've got ships moving. It's up to your opponent to counterplay that. I, I know, I know. Within the 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 uh, the, the limit of the rules. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, so the, the discussion was rules as written. That is it. But you know, would it be rules as intended? I don't know. It's just that's that was the argument. Yeah, I, I think for for me the argument is uh, everything, every list you bring has something that it's good at and something that it's not. Yep. So I don't think that you know what the what what a phantom sort of quad phantom block can do for you is that it you get to say okay I can stay here and I can pick this engagement. Mm -hmm. Whereas what you know an old school uh, super duper Kylo did was mm -hmm. I only just need to kill a little bit and then I'll just run for the rest of the game. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think that, that that fortressing, especially not when you're actually moving, is more of a problem than than this, well, I can dodge you forever because guess what? I'll I, I have supernatural and, and a five straight mm -hmm. dialed in. Mm -hmm. But but if, if continual movement was essential to the game, they wouldn't have given the Sheathapede a one reverse and a blue one straight. <laughs> yeah, well, obviously it might be a negative play experience, but then again, what I have kind of felt like 
every time there is a list or multiple lists that do emerge as an S tier list, they usually are called an NPE list. Have you have you noticed that? It's a term that's thrown around like candy nowadays. Exactly. Yeah, I exactly. think so. I I, exactly. I don't I don't always agree with the way that that, that term is used. Not at all. Uh, I rem I actually only remember one okay two negative play experience lists that I remember from 1.0. That was pre nerf Phantom, which I did play, and that was so negative. I I I agree with that, and yeah. that was and that was Ghost Fan as well. I'd add in Miranda action uh, Sabine bombs. Okay, okay, maybe yeah. But regarding I to see. No, I, I don't think triple Wookiees were negative play experience, but except except for the guy who was actually flying it. No, 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 triple jump masters when Dan and I was still oh. in the game. But even triple jumps, you can counterplay with rocks. You set your rocks up in a diagonal line, and you've broken his attack. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and and fly aces soon too. Yeah, I don't think I've seen a true negative play experience in 2.0. I've seen some stupid stuff, but I haven't seen anything that's... And maybe mm -hmm. that's just because I'm a cynical bastard after surviving playing Whisper through a year of Miranda action bombs. Well, but. I might say there's one list that might say you could say is we'll get to that later. Experience, but but that that's a great great jump to our next topic. Well, well, it's hold on, just just before just before we we close this, I I never said that your list was a negative play experience. Just so that's clear, it wasn't the list. It it was no, it, the list. no. I I I know. I know that. I know. Yeah, that. yeah. You were yeah, you yeah. were talking to play the place now. Mm -hmm. But uh, like I like I said, I mean, people might say this list is a negative play experience. That's okay. That's just negative for them. Like yeah. I feel I feel like other lists are negative for me, but but that's just a matter of your own, really. Mm -hmm. I think, especially in a tournament. But yeah, I, I, I was going to say the one real negative play experience list, I haven't flown against it and I probably never will after this and that was the triple Upsilon. <laughs> because you couldn't you, you just had to accept that you were going to lose a ship round one. Or get good. <laughs> well, they, they, are go they were going to shoot you at Range one. Well, but even even if you, know, you joust well, them, yeah, if you joust them, but but you could also set up your rocks and against this list to a degree where it was a little bit more difficult for them to. Not, uh, when, no, not when they had coalition detector. <laughs> they yeah, had, they had dormits, two upsilons, and coalition detector, and you couldn't do anything except either joust them or run away, but they still could shoot you. Unless yes, but a range, -wings. -wings. a range three shot it shouldn't be a scary thing for most ships. No. And they've blown their shenanigans load on a range three potentially obstructed shot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. If you lose a ship, it's your own fault. Pro tip, if you're going up against triple epsilons or something like it, like say two epsilons and a quick draw, and say you're flying quad phantoms, mm -hmm. don't joust them. <laughs> Just because your list wants to joust and their list wants to joust, if that's the scenario you're in, mm -hmm. 
one of you is wrong. Yep, I know. And it's usually the guy that doesn't have 36 hit points. Yeah, that's true. That's a fair point. (laughs) (laughs) But, But, yeah, so how do you feel about this nerf? What what nerf? Please explain to our listeners there, dear Gisley. About the the Epsilons. Well, Dormitz was nerfed. The guy who made it all happen. Uh, He was nerfed. Yeah, well, his points cost were increased to 70 points, and then the hyperspace tracking data is in- increased te- to 10 points instead of 2. It's the, yeah, 10 points. Yeah. So it's... just running two upsilons with hyperspace tracking data and Dornitz with tracking data is now 212 points. Yeah. So FFG was not quiet in there. We don't want none of this happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's, I disagree yeah. with how it was done. I think they just needed to make hyperspace tracking data a unique card in the upcoming rules reference that we're going to get for Wave 3, mm-hmm. but that's just me. Absolutely agree. Yep. I. Well, it, it was obviously not that strong of a list. I mean, you weren't seeing it, seeing it anywhere, really. How many events has it won? None. And how many events have it has it been in top 8 or... Even even top sixteen, yeah. In, in the big events, I don't think any. Right, somebody um, made some noise somewhere that got FFG's attention because um, I th- they... I I think this was mainly because of that really negative play experience. You could not get not shot in round one. That's basically, it. So are they going to take off the boost off of Han so that you can't get shot round one? <laughs> I don't know. They could. Uh, they could. I'd they be okay could. with that because I've got a couple guys that are really good with Han and AP5, and I don't like it. It's 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 a negative play experience for me because I don't have fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's that much more fun when you shoot him off the table, right? Yeah. Um, though I do want to put it out there and, and put words to what I've said on our stream a bunch. That being said, one of the things that always gets quoted for it is it's a super negative experience for new players. Yeah. If you're running an S-tier list or a super technical, like, triple upsilons kind of list against a new player, you're an asshole. Yeah, I know I'm an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to run it against one of these guys, that's fine. They deserve it. And come on, Gizli, you need the occasional win. But grow the community. Don't fly your broken competitive list against, you know, that's people what I, who have a corset. That's what I tried to do against new players, but there were two occasions that I didn't bring anything else with me <laughs> into my Only league. Only two? <sighs> Yeah, against new. Uh, well, okay, that that was one point though. That doesn't matter anymore. That was against you. And 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 you know what? You were flying dash at the time. Yeah, yeah but oh, I no, was flying for the first time. I mean, you're allowed to do that when you haven't flown before. You pull dash on the table, you immediately lose your "I'm a new guy" card. <laughs> oh, really? It's like hitting escape and in t- end tutorial in any video yeah. game. You're on your own. <laughs> Uh, dash was actually the first ship that I bought. I had I had Dash before I had the corset. You know, I Mark, don't Mark, know you, but I don't like you already. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Mark, 
His first game was against me. He brought Dash and was it Corrin? No, it was something else. Uh, I, didn't ha- I didn't have Corrin. I was I was flying Echo. I don't remember what I was flying with Echo, but Dash never got a shot at that Echo. No. Never. It was pre-Nerf Phantom as well. Oh, so, oh, oh, that's just... Didn't have a chance. <laughs> no. I'll be the first to admit, pre-Nerf Phantom was the negatest of negative play experiences. Yep. Some days I miss that day. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. I just but... want to see an Imperial win worlds that isn't the first world when there's only TIE Fighters and X-Wings. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so did you? But no, Gisli, to uh, yeah. to just quickly pop back to your question, it yep. did actually win something. Ryan Frost bought it uh, and won an invite to Worlds in the in the Phoenix Hyperspace Qualifier. Oh yeah, okay, okay. But but Correct. apart from that, it has been sort of very mixed, and it, I think it was probably a pretty solid sort of four-two list mm-hmm. that you could bring, and then you could mm-hmm. just farm people. Uh, who didn't know the trick to beat him? I, yeah, I think it was some sort of. It was an opening list. You, it was kind of list you had to be able to beat. It's to a gatekeeper. Your, yeah, it's a gatekeeper list. So, that being said, I'm gonna put it on the record. Is Phoenix even a real place? Because I refuse to accept their existence after they stole our hockey team in '97 or '96. <laughs> Okay, but let me let that me was bound to happen. If, if if they are not a real place, then where did your hockey team go? They disappeared. <laughs> they, you know what? They they they've gone away and they didn't come back. They crashed. Well, they eventually the came back. Ninety six, they left. Okay. Yeah, I I think basically all of us, except for Mark, are kind of disqualified to talk about. We don't have the emotional attachment to hockey like like uh, Canadians and and the Swedes and the Finns. Yeah, well, uh, I, I think we have two so, hockey yeah. teams. What is your national sport? Fishing? No, it's 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 some sort of Icelandic wrestling. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> is it fighting over who of you has to drink that disgusting liquor no, you brought? No, it's it's no. people in tights with with like a with like a, a leather belt, belt, a leather climbing yeah. belt, and you yeah. grip the belt and then you try to wrestle your opponent. But it's well, not like it's like a it's like a waltz. Well, <laughs> and, then, and then then when you're into the waltz a little bit, you're supposed to try to trip your opponent or throw him over or something. It's yeah. Tight, tights are really an understatement. <laughs> what about what they're wearing? <laughs> we should find a picture and post it in the show notes so that you know what what's going on. I'm going to do that now. Uh, Hold uh, on. If, if you listeners want to look at it, just uh, search for Icelandic wrestling or Icelandic klima. Mm-hmm. It's it's it's, yeah. it's awful. <laughs> Anyways, uh, price support is out. Ah, okay. Price support, hyperspace trials. Did you see those? Yep, they look nice. Well, some of it, I think. Some of it, not. But still, it's. It's acrylic, it's bling. I kind of like all of it, to be honest. 
Okay. Well, other than the super ugly, uh, doesn't even look like the actress uh, pilot card. <laughs> yeah, Jess Pava. Uh, Jessica Pava, yeah. It's Jessica Pava as well. I noticed that. That, that, that altar, it's, by the way, top 62 is Jess Pava and Inquisitor altar. Inquisitor uses the same art as 2016 Worlds, was it? 2017? Um, yeah, it's the one that yeah, I got yeah. when I went, yeah. 2016, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And Jess Pava is just horrible. It reminds me of the old Das Render alt art. Remember that? that yeah, it's pretty similar. Yeah, that was horrible as well. <laughs> was it? But I was wondering. I, I watch. I looked at this on my phone, and it seemed like some of the alt art was like black and white, and some was in color. I think that's the reverse side of the card. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I I think they have a full art in black and white on the. On the back. Mm. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, and top 32 have uh, hull upgrade alt arts and focus tokens, which are clear. I really don't like those tokens. Nope. Me too. I, I don't like them. Clear acrylic just comes off as cheap to me. Not just because the material is cheap when you're making tokens, but it's so much harder to see on the table. Yeah, you lose it. You lose it on the table. And it sucks because FFG's done, done some amazing frosted stuff in the past. Like those yeah. blue frosted, frosted range rulers are some of my favorite. Yeah, and those remember those white, white clear frosted worlds 2015, I think it was? Or 16? 2016, probably? Yeah. Those were amazing. Okay, top 16, we have range rulers, which are clear. And dice, dice in top sixteen. That's never been happened before. It's always been top eight, right? I want to. I want to talk no, about those range four and top I eight. think they're really cool. <coughs> yeah, for a judge, it's really cool because yeah. they're clear. Yeah. Mm, but I don't like them. Uh, I don't know. I I like the dice though. I I really like the dice. Yeah, that dice are cool. Um, They're different than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Wait. But this is uh, even you know. But just going through, it seems like there's a lot of. Are they increasing the prizes? I mean, is it? Yeah. Did it, didn't it used yeah. to be like dice was top eight or something? Yeah, it was top four at first, then it yeah. changed to top top eight. So they're increasing the prize support. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, these things are, they're supposed to be like regionals, but everyone can get them. So it's huge prize support for single store events. Yeah. But that's also why the kits were expensive. Yeah. They're like... Yeah, they're very expensive, the kits. I've heard this as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think something like 200 USD. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But if you're getting 16 sets, like FFG's giving you value for money, I just hope the players show up to these events. Yeah, that's the I thing. Because Europe was having the problem. Yeah, you need to, well, I, I guess, at least for us, I mean, we, we're a pretty small venue here, so, I mean, it's going to come into the cost of the event, really, for us. Uh, but also, because you have so many of these events, it's 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 a question of whether you're going to turn up how many events you're going to want to go to, especially if the price report is is you know this um, this much then you're gonna those who are just searching for prizes they're gonna get pro probably what they want on their first one or two 
so you're going to see folks digging for the world's invite. Like I know yeah. that's something yeah. I've talked about a bunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are five of these, six of these events in Western Canada, and by Western wow. Canada, I mean the Western four thousand kilometers of Canada. Oh, five. Did you say yeah. five? Yeah. Okay. Five or six. We might get one in the second season. Okay. So. Yeah, if there's a second season. Yeah. We don't. We don't know yet because they changed the. Uh the, no, I've heard from some the... stores that are starting to hear back about it. So. Okay. So. Then we will get two worlds in whites here in Iceland. Uh, that's that's what I know. But, Possibly. Yeah, but after that, we 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 will just get one because they're changing it. Yeah, it's it's something I kind of disagree with the way they did it, but. But I yeah I I disagree at some part because. It's not divided equally, I think. System opens shouldn't give worlds invites, period. Mm-hmm. It should be the completion of the store-level organized play. This is my yeah. personal opinion. And then what it should be is worlds isn't an invite only. It's that winning that store kit guarantees you a ticket. And then still have another 150 or so that people can apply for the lottery for and find out six months beforehand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Six months being the important part, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that they can actually plan travel and <laughs> exactly. Right. Like Kinda for me, like... I could buy a last-minute ticket and get there because Worlds is an eight-hour drive for us. That's why I like it. Worlds is seven hours closest than the nearest system open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I can't really complain to you guys though. You can't go to a, a premier event without a flight or three. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, usually, usually we can do it within one, one or 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 two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, uh, top eight we have maneuver templates, which I don't like because they are clear. <laughs> See my statements two minutes ago about clear acrylic. Yep. I think I think they're kind of cool. They, they they remind me of like the uh, well, these are R two T two. Yeah, that's why I like them. No, yeah, I'm... that's probably why we like them. Yeah. <laughs> LCD too? No, they're. I think they're the ghost kind of. Everything's about the ghost this year. Gisle. Yeah. They're R two D two. They're blue. Yes, they have blue markings. They're R two D two. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I especially like the picture of the ghost on the binder. Yeah. Yeah. The the binder is is top four. I, As a YT, not a ghost, Gisli. Exactly. <sighs> okay. Yeah. It's the shield or the box or whatever it is next to it that is the ghost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, sorry. Jessica, when did Jessica Power fly the ghost? Whatever. <laughs> okay. Top 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 two, there is Hera, Sindula card, Altart, I think it's a plastic one. Yeah. Who's who's Hera? Who's Hera? I, I haven't heard of like half these pilots in X Wing two point <laughs> oh. No, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. I I'm just thinking because uh, because this is a hyperspace trials, does that mean Hera will be wave five, maybe, or the ghost? Oh. I hope not. I've seen enough of the ghost on the table. 
<laughs> overdose and uh, and and uh, X-wing 1.0. There's yeah. only one ghost it's that I ever was ever soon. happy. There's only one ghost I was ever happy to see, and that was a guy who left the model at home and made a Lego ghost. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also there is for first place, there's a world's invite and a trophy. With and the ghost on it. With a ghost on it, yes. <laughs> Nothing's yeah. ever going to beat the Imperial awesomeness of my TIE Fighter plaque. Yeah, the, the store championship plaque, right. Uh. Which I have as well. Okay, no, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> now, we're done with this one, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We are, we are, yeah. we are. I think, yeah, I think it's enough. So, how do you how do you like those prices overall? I mean, those are a lot of prices, way more than years before that. FFG told us these new events were going to come with a huge slew of pricing, and they definitely did. I think they've knocked it out of the park. A uh, huge shout out to Wade at FFG. Everything looks gorgeous. Mm -hmm. um, even the stuff I disagree with, you can tell it's well made, and I like the design. Some yeah, of it, it's just the material or the colors, like the. It's just the personal preference. Yeah, what but it's. Yeah. And you're not going to make everybody happy. No. Um. But even then, the design is good. Sometimes I just don't like the material or the color. Mm -hmm. But exactly. they've knocked. Out, they said they were going to give prizing, and they are going to. I just mm -hmm. want to find out where they're getting all these plastic cards printed up because I kind of want to start doing them myself. Yeah, I know. They're yeah, really cool. I'm trying to find out. At least uh, somewhere. <laughs> okay. V break up this episode to deliver you this important message. You think you know everything there is to know about the X-Wing game and you like to share your overwhelming and impressive knowledge with everyone around you. A good listen of the X-Wing Lore Master Quiz is what you need to get your reality check. Hosted by the Condor of all Condors. I am your show host, Bruno Lavigar. Assisted by his benevolent senior intern judge, Peter. The fuck, you fucking step over me, you run this shit, you write this goddamn script, you saw it, it was my turn to talk next. Motherfucker. The X-Wing Loremaster Quiz will drive in your thick skull that you don't know shit and don't have what it takes to be the Alpha X-Wing Intergalactic Loremaster 2000 until defeated. Then, okay, next topic. Jan, this is your time to shine. <laughs> yeah. Why well are you... In our episode. No, 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 Gisli. You need to tell them why. This is... You can't do it this way. You need to, like, build up suspense and, you know, some excitement, right? How come? Yeah? Do you want to take over? No, 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 no. You're the host. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, we have a new kind of meta wing page, which is awesome. I really, really, really like it. Uh, it's Nordic mate, and obviously uh, the Nordics are one big happy family. That's why all of us like it. <laughs> and the creator is here, Jan. It's called Pink Brain Matter. Yeah. We're Be gonna we're we're gonna link it, link it on our our show. Well, we did link it uh, on our Facebook page already. 
So if you want to take a look at it, and Jan, Jan is gonna, he's gonna tell us a little bit more about it. Yeah. So yeah. Um, essentially, what happened was that uh, in December, uh, um, my then employer decided that I needed a change of career. So <laughs> I've sort of been <laughs> been having a lot a lot of time on my hands and. Uh, Sort of dug back to my developer background and uh, decided to to try to do some meta analysis. And then once I reached a certain point, it seemed obvious to to share it. Mm -hmm. So what it, what this essentially is is it's a big database where I pull all the data from list filters mm -hmm. and organize it and categorize it and try to present it. In, in sort of in a reasonable way, so you can see how different factions are doing, how pilots are doing, which upgrades work on which pilots, uh, combinations of pilots, you know, lists or archetypes, and um, and other things like that. And I will, it is still very much being developed. Mm -hmm. But you're doing it very differently from what we saw before because you're putting it forth in in a much more visual way. Yeah. So. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, more about that? Yeah, and it's actually funny because, I mean, I, initially I just did database, and then I sat there with, uh, with you know, direct database access and looked stuff up and, and, and told my squadron mates uh, random tidbits of, uh, of insight. Uh, but eventually I knew I had to tackle some kind of, uh, some kind of web GUI. Uh, and I'm not really that much of a visual person. I'm actually sort of waiting to have somebody do, do a little pass and, and help me uh, spice it up a little bit more even. Mm -hmm. But then at some point, I sort of fell and, and found these, uh, this very easy way to make these, uh, these graphs and charts and uh, scatter diagrams and line charts and all that. Mm -hmm. And that really showed something, and it was actually not, uh, you know, not that hard to do. So there's both, you know, some of the things you can read in tables, some of the things you can see on on, on graphs, um, and then it's sort of what works best for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, so where are you pulling the data from? Uh, list filters uh, only, um, and then I'm adding. Um, you know, a lot of just sort of uh, basic data about the ships and how many dice they have and what initiatives they have and and all that from uh, from sort of the open source uh, XBIN community um, and then trying to, to put it together. Um, and then I'm sort of beginning to go into sort of deep analysis and, you know, try to make, it, make a computer understand what what you would define as I don't know, resistance aces and sort of those exact parameters, um, mm -hmm. that, that's kind of hard. So uh, that, that's especially yeah. an area where we're still working a lot on. <clears throat> but okay. I do encourage, you know, a lot of feedback. That's also, uh, that's also a blog um, on, on pinksquadron.dk um, where I will post, you know, keep, keep updated with, with new features uh, as they come out, and um, and uh, we do read the the comments there and, and and take them into account. I mean, I only launched was it yesterday, I think, mm -hmm. um, and we already I, yesterday evening I developed and added uh, a tool to see how 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 much bidding there were at the different initiatives and so on. Mm -hmm. 
So any ideas are very welcome. Um, this is this is kind of your area, right, Halcon? Numbers and um, stuff like that. Well, yeah, yes and no. I, well, this is well, the visualization part of it definitely is, um, mm -hmm. um, to to some degree, maybe the way that that is being worked out. But uh, but this is this is more Caldeus actually for Tay. Uh, uh, the statistical part of it, mm -hmm. uh, but you know, I think it's it's really I think this is a really good way to to visualize things. I mean, it's um, I, I I have yet to dig into this. I will admit, um, mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to sinking my teeth a little bit in. Like uh, like like you hear, Jan, because uh, Jan shown showed me this uh, page uh, a little bit more than a week ago mm -hmm. uh, when he was working on it, and <laughs> I promised him not to show anyone. <laughs> Okay. That's what I did. <laughs> Not before he launched. So, so yeah, I was I was just blown away by it. It's I really like it. I. Yeah. So, how do you you know what is the plan you know going forward with this? When you, what what's what's next? Um, you know, are you are you planning on adding any functionality? You are you are you are you will will you be and will we have the opportunity to maybe make some some comparisons of our own, or, or even even uh, do some other types of visualizations within the within the site? Or yeah, sort of in, in in general, I've been thinking about making the graphs more interactive, mm -hmm. so you can sort of drill down a little bit more in the graphs. But uh, it, it seems like a lot of lot of work, um, and but. I think I will get a lot of features out, especially here in the coming month, uh, yeah. because then I'm I'm back in a steady job, and uh, then it will be will be weekends and evenings again. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I do have uh, uh, the current backlog, uh, which is to do some more uh, some more work on the upgrades uh, and the details on when they're used and on what ship they work best and so on and so forth. Um, Certainly, more t more work on this um, dividing into in, into archetypes mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it sort of makes the it divides the meta into a, a number of pieces that you can sort of understand and work with uh, and and use it for I think for for preparing and think okay how does my list match up against this archetype or that archetype and so on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Then uh, also on my backlog is I'll probably have to look into uh, uh, a little bit on the performance and how fast things run. So far, I haven't had a problem, uh, but I only really opened the floodgates yesterday. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, so there might be some tweaking there. Mm -hmm. Then I really want to do more work on the bit side because I think that is especially one thing that 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 is sort of a very concrete questions like okay how big a bit do I need to bring in order to make sure that my bow moves last or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so there's something on this and, and the the way the bits distribute right now is, is, is really funny because if you look at the data it looks like for instance the uh, that the i6s have mm -hmm. have the big bit the biggest bit which is sort of counterintuitive I think to, to most people I talk to. Mm -hmm. But as it turns out, it's because there's a lot of these i5 squads that really want a big bit that I incidentally also bring an i6. Yeah. So more on bit, something on new UI, um, 
and and that's sort of where I am now. Um, so I'm very I'm very very open to um, uh, to suggestions because, frankly, there's a lot of the stuff on the backlog that I don't think is really that interesting. But I've sort of promised myself I would do it. <laughs> Whereas the, this bit analysis uh, that was requested to me by uh, by by a guy on the uh, on the Minark Facebook group uh, yesterday. Um, really, so just a hit home, and 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 I got it out within within a few hours. So, mm -hmm. yeah, this is this is really really nice. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking at um, I'm looking at something here called timelines, hyperspace cross season. <clears throat> yes, and they are the, these timeline pages are a bit special in general. All things you do in, in Pink Brain Matter, just to uh, to get a little bit of uh, user instruction out, is you have you have these two drop downs on the top. In one of them, you select what I, what I like to call a season. So right now we are in season two B, which is wave two, um, but after point uh, after a major points change. Mm -hmm. um, but and then and and all the pages sort of look in that. So you essentially select your data set over there. But these timeline things, as they say, they are cross seasons. So that is that there they just sort of show the development month by month, and you can see how the faction mm -hmm. performs or, and so on. Mm -hmm. And um, they are sort of the yeah the sort of stable graphs that you just want to see as on, on how the game develops and how the power pattern shifts. Mm -hmm. Was there one in particular you wanted to talk about? No, no, not really. I'm just. Well, I think. I mean, th you've already explained the two top ones, um, and then you have, then you have some comparisons between formats. Yeah, we have a, a comparison in there uh, where I look at how many lists are registered in um, in List Fortress as as hyperspace tournaments and as uh, as extended tournaments. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that is actually interesting because hyperspace almost had a, a, a non-existence until uh, until January, and it has just increased ever since. And now we are, you know, super close to. I mean, we're like 55% extended, 45% hyperspace right now, mm -hmm. um, and actually. When you dig into the data, this this is not shown. But when you dig into the data, there's actually a rather big chunk of the extended lists that are hyperspace legal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and we even see hyperspace, uh, oh sorry, extended tournaments that are won by hyperspace legal lists. Yeah. So, I think at least for for some factions, probably especially Rebel. Uh, the uh, and, and obviously resistance because that's the same thing. Uh, and, and mostly first order, uh, there the, the 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 best lists are actually hyperspace lists. Yeah. Or at least a lot of the good lists are hyperspace lists. Mm -hmm. Whereas uh, uh, Empire fares less well in hyperspace, mm -hmm. and Scum still hasn't recovered since uh, since the Boba slapping. Mm -hmm. I think the faction performance all tab is the one that speaks to me the most about where the game is. 
And it's really cool that you can see the moments. You can look at just looking at the graph, you can tell when updates were and when releases were. Mm -hmm. I think it's really cool. So you're saying so uh, the the season is all formats and then the timelines hyperspace cross season. No timelines all cross season. It doesn't really matter what you put in season for these. Okay. That's why they're cross season. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Timelines all cross season. And if you ah, look, yeah. it, it, it's giving uh, monthly data. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's absolutely. Yeah, I, I really like this format format popularity. I'm just looking at it and. I'm just happy, <laughs> happy with those results I'm seeing. <laughs> whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa! I'm happy with what I'm seeing. I'm happy that I can see it. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not happy with this big old uptick in rebels. Yeah. Damn oh, space yeah. terrorists! Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> they are. I feel like a minority here. No, you you are. No, well, well, yeah, we are. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if we constitute as one, though. But uh, but I think what's interesting when looking at this, I mean, I think something that would be really really interesting in, in to to see here is is trying to figure out if if there is a relationship between performance and and representation or the other way around, because when one is just seeing the, the, the these bars and the other the other one is actually trying to realize if there is if there is causal relationships between them. Uh, mm -hmm. To some degree, yeah. But uh, I think, yeah, that, that's actually another thing that is is probably good to to understand. All of all of the data, and when I whenever I talk about performance uh, on on in in pink brain matter, we it, it is sort of performance on a scale. So if you have a if you have a tournament with one hundred people, mm -hmm. then uh, number one in that tournament he will score 100%, and the last one will score 1%, and the rest will be spread in between. So I do that for every tournament. Oh, you do that, okay. And, and then when I do the faction performance, I essentially just say, okay, give me all the empire lists, and then I average where they end up. Okay. So um, even if, uh, if everybody played Rebel, or you know, if 95% played Rebel, then that didn't mean that Rebels would necessarily end up on top. Actually, what I see, and which I'm sort of struggling a little bit with, is that these really good lists, um, I can, for instance, if you go back to and choose uh, Wave 1 Extended Curated, the first item, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm and then go to Season Overview, mm -hmm. then this data set is, uh, I think, probably the best data set that we have. Not, it's not, not because it's relevant right now, but for sort of meta-analysis, because it has 10 tournaments in it, and it is large tournaments only. <coughs> so this is mm -hmm. where you have you know, your minor go open, uh, you have uh, uh, one system open, I think, um, Coruscant, maybe? Mm -hmm. You uh, don't have Coruscant. Okay. It, it's yeah, actually, if you scroll down on the season's overview, that's actually a list. You have okay. Australian nat Nationals, you have Pax Unplugged, oh, yeah. Dutch Nationals, so you have all these tournaments, mm -hmm. and the smallest one is, I think, Gold Squadron Classic with 65. 
and there's a lot of three-digit uh, tournaments with three-digit participants. But if you look at this, and if you look at uh, the the second graph that says most frequent uh, archetypes, then you can see the higher uh, the higher up they are, the more frequently they are played, and the further to the right they are, the better they perform. Okay. And, okay. and even though you over there on the right you have the squad of legend, mm -hmm. uh, um, <clears throat> then a lot of the others actually did well. Like uh, you have the one that's called Boba Plus Two, but it's almost in the middle. It has an average score of 54%. But clearly that list was better with, you know, Boba, Paylob, Fallon, typically, right? Mm -hmm. And it could do really, really well. Um, yeah. But it was played so much that a, a lot of the bad results of the list actually dragged yeah. it down in the stats. Mm -hmm. So you need to keep that in mind as, as something becomes more popular it tends to go in the go towards the middle, mm -hmm. and the same if you in the same season choose pilots, then you sort of have wedge as the prime meridian, but wedge has actually won stuff, and I mean I'm not a big believer in wedge necessarily, but he is sort of right there in the middle, and even somebody like redline is not really that it's like a sixty percent average. Mm -hmm. uh, performance. Um, so, but it's just because, you know, if a lot of, uh, you know, less skilled players decide to play Wedge or a copy a list off the net, then that list will probably drop in the rankings unless it's totally easy mode, right? And then there's probably something wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Well, definitely look forward to to digging into this a little bit more. Mm -hmm. This is this is really good work. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. And thank you. Yeah, thank you. This is yeah. Well, yeah, I I I said in the beginning of 2.0 I was going to I was going to miss Metawing and this is Metawing just better, I think. Just more numbers, more statistics. I think I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. Dan, I've got to ask for a commitment from you, though. Do you promise not to bitch and moan and leave the community if FFG won't pay you for this software? Because <laughs> 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 I think this is a great tool, and I don't want to see it go. <laughs> no, but I mean... Um, I actually intend to keep it up, and I have deliberately written it in a way where upkeep is super easy. I mean, mm -hmm. something like uh, uh, the point change today, which we will come into a little bit later, but by the time people hear this, then I suppose everybody will know. Then, I mean, it took like two minutes of actual work to do it. Uh, the one that took me the greatest amount of time was to consider whether I should add a new data set or not. I ended up deciding to just use the, the current sort of wave 2B data sets. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking that, okay, Upsilon didn't actually make, or Tripsilon didn't make, you know, that much of a splash. It's not out uh, there. It's not, it's really not out there. 
I mean, there are. Um, I mean, again, we can actually use the same here. Yeah, I was going to say. Let, let's let's dig into that. If they're there, to be they might the actually. Yeah, I wait. Oh God, damn it, dog! <laughs> <laughs> so wave two B extended. I wa wave two B all formats. That includes both of the above. Mm -hmm. uh, are the, all the three above? Okay. Four above even. Um, okay. And, and it doesn't so even show up on the twenty most frequent lists. No, it's not in the top twenty archetypes. If we go into the one that is called hyperspace, I think it might show up. <laughs> Four ship first order, Kylo plus two. Because I, I I know I I coded you know uh, a tripsilon algorithm to detect it. So it should be in there. Um, okay, but anyway, there's something like if we go to the pilot page and just look at dormants because that's a decent proxy. Um, then it's 13% of all uh, first order lists in hyperspace. I'll just change back to all. So. Tripsilon was 0.8% of representation of first order lists, or of representation of lists. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Under faction overview. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Yeah. I'm not saying FFG much ado about nothing, but less than 1% of players were playing it. Yeah, but they but they are saying yeah. they had a reason for it, and there will be an article about it. What that reason is, which we don't we don't we can only assume at this point. Maybe yeah, something is proven point, in the future. Is, yeah, yeah. The, the zero point eight percent is of the entire meta. It's not just a part of first order. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but but yeah, it is it is super small. Um, and I think I counted there's something like 20-something um, of them. Mm -hmm. uh, so it is, it is not a lot. Uh, Dormitz himself was actually in, like in every sixth or seventh first order list. Mm -hmm. uh, but only you know, half as, half as, uh, as prevalent as Torsen, yeah. who uh, you know, is clearly a superior one. But now he's also you know, he's both better and cheaper. No. Well, um, me, but this is, is really good. I think, Jan, I, I do have one suggestion, just to throw one, one out. Mm -hmm. uh, I think what would be helpful uh, is if there would be a way to, to filter out factions or filter in factions into these visualizations. It would, it would help, you know, because when I'm, when you're looking at some of these, these, uh, these scatter charts, because you get a, a lot, a lot of overlapping bubbles. If I would be able to you know, select a, a faction, that yeah. would be kind of cool. Yeah. I don't know how complicated it is it, within your visualization tool, though. But I, I think I think it can it, it can be done. I mean, the only the only place where it's like a really a problem, yeah. Okay, the pilot overview and the season overview. What you can do, at least for now, is that you can uh, actually, if you hover over it, you can yeah. you can zoom with your mouse. And then hold down uh, hold down the left uh, left mouse button and, and sort of pan around. Yeah. Um, and that that can somewhat help. But there is you know a lot of pilots. 
Yeah, there. <laughs> there are a few parts of the game. <laughs> okay, yeah. so I've got to have... Yeah? Carry on. No, I was just saying that if you look at at the, the one on top of the pilot page, then mm -hmm. you can also really see, you know, what is happening with Rebels. I mean, the entire right side is yeah. just yeah. blue. Blue. Mm -hmm. So looking at the upgrade cards... Is average percentile how well lists that include that upgrade are performing? Yes. Okay. So you would expect there that, um, in general, you would expect that you know if, if something is normal, it would be 50. Mm -hmm. In my experience, and you would you would also see it if you start comparing, then um, it tends to actually average to a bit more than 50. Because when you look at the tournament results, then it's not always that every list is in there. Mm -hmm. But amusingly enough, all the good, all, all the lists that perform well usually are. Mm -hmm. So, yes. but I know that there's a lot of people who work, you know, super hard whenever there is a tournament, especially if they use, you know, something like uh, best coast pairing or something to actually get all that typed in. Mm -hmm. um, and. Uh, I mean, without those guys and without list fortress and without people putting data into it, then all I do is so absolutely pointless. Mm -hmm. So I hope that uh, that everybody, if, if you if you run a tournament or are close to a tournament, then try to push a little bit for getting getting the results into uh, into list fortress, so we can all yeah. benefit. Most definitely. And and that is actually also you know my. My my real reason also for making this this public because I could just you know use it to improve you know sort of me and me and my playgroup's performance in tournaments. But I, I do believe that if we ask people to provide data, they should also have you know some reason to. Mm -hmm. And I hope this can be this can be one of them. Yeah. For sure. Yep. Absolutely. And John, uh, do you have any kind of uh, way for people to contribute and sponsor you, like uh, Patreon? No, I, I don't. I, I mean, the act, the fact is that the at least if I can keep it at the current sort of server cost, where I run it off a virtualized server uh, somewhere in Germany, I think the cost, sort of raw cost for me on that, is like. Uh, Three euros a month or something. Um, I don't know if, if if the usage goes absolutely crazy. It might be a little bit more, but I I can certainly afford that. Um, and I don't really need people to pay me for my time. So if people want to contribute, then the best thing you know they can do is to 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 get in touch with me or comment on the blog uh, or where, wherever they can find me. And um, and give me ideas. Uh, and I mean, I would I would really like to have. I'm one of those persons who work really well if I have people to bounce ideas off of. So I would mm -hmm. perhaps entertain the idea of you know creating a chat group or somebody something mm -hmm. where where we could discuss where to take this. Um, okay. Definitely. Good. But Super cool. Give, give, give me your ideas, and uh, I will. I'm not promising that I will implement all of them. I've also, I mean, some, some I've already had 
this talk with one who had, you know, like a really deep idea. And I'm like, well, mm -hmm. we could do that. But, but the point of this is also to make it easy and accessible. So I don't want to make graphs mm -hmm. that you need to, you know, read four pages of text in order to even understand what the graph says. Mm -hmm. It needs to be sort of intuitive in some fashion. Yeah. But uh, otherwise, super welcome, and I will I will tell people when they if they ask for things that I think are are a bad idea, or I will prioritize <laughs> it also. Um, but but the idea is very welcome. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. I'm just yeah. I'm I'm still in awe. <laughs> Just looking at those numbers. Yeah, I, I really. think you, probably this is one of those things that you, you could spend a lot of time yeah. looking into and digging into. Mm -hmm. um, so, so maybe maybe we should close it in our browsers while we finish up the show, <laughs> <laughs> so we're not distracted by it. <laughs> I've done it. It's gone. Oh no, I, I had the uh, the instructions here. I need to close those as well. <laughs> It's gone. <laughs> there we go. Oh yeah. Okay. And I think as as a final note, if if I find the the time to it, uh, then I I would really like to, perhaps on the on the the Pink Squadron blog, write you know like a monthly sort of state of the meta uh, uh, blog post. Uh, but you know, so where I would focus on, you know, being facts driven, you know, less opinions, <laughs> more <laughs> more sort of cold cold facts as much as they can. Um, mm -hmm. So so that could also that could also be a thing that, that I would like to do in the in the future. And then mm -hmm. you know there there will certainly be when you get into this situation, there will be cases that I will say, Okay, you can't see this in the tool, but I looked into the data directly just to answer this particular question. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I foresee that you will be quite busy answering people that will be contacting you and and, uh, and wanting to contribute or, or discuss things with this. Uh, I think that's a given. Yeah, most definitely. Mm -hmm. Okay, but if that's the case, then uh, and, and, and you, who, whoever listens to this, uh, Ha if you have an idea, then bring it to me as soon as possible, because it's in the next 30 days, I have a lot of time to do this. <laughs> After this, I will still have time to do this, and I will keep it up. Uh, but um, but I, the, the cadence of development will, will drop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Should we uh, then move to the next topic? Yep. Yep, I think okay. so. Yep. Uh, uh, the system open. Toronto. Toronto. Uh, A wretched hive of scum and villainy, if ever I saw one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, Mark. Really? <laughs> There's a lot of Canadian antagonism to Toronto getting all of our major events. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> but but uh, do you feel that they should be distributed more, or do you feel that they should just not be in Toronto, or what's the distributed more? To put it in context, uh, just hitting Reykjavik to Iceland, it's cheaper to Toronto. It's cheaper for you guys to get there than for me. 
<laughs> it was cheaper for D to fly in from the Minox than it was for us to fly in from the next province over. Canadian airfare is bullshit. <laughs> um, wow. The Toronto community is great, and I, I, I got to give credit where it's due to the PTL guys, and especially Devin and Cam for marshalling and judging the event. Um, they got a lot of hate from people online that don't know how to read, but uh, they they did a damn good event, and I'm proud of them. Uh, and the event as a whole, I think, was great, other than Best Coast pairings being hot garbage. <laughs> Unless, of course, they're a sub, uh, advertising with you guys, in which case they were great. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. That was well played. <laughs> so I I completely missed this. So I I have nothing to contribute into this segment here. So you. Okay, I'll hit the two high points off the get go. Okay. Talent yeah. rolls are going to be what everyone knows. Everyone's making the joke of a Toronto roll, and to yeah. lay to lay the scene in front of you, um, this is a I believe it was a top four match. You had. Vader and Phantoms versus the list that ended up winning, which was Seven Ship Rebel Leia shenanigans. And the imps were in a good spot, and Vader goes to do a Talon roll to murder a B-Wing and PS kill it before it can kill anyone else. Mm-hmm. And we hit that rare occasion where if you did a Talon roll, if you put the ship at the end of the base when you rotated, or before you rotated, it wouldn't fit. But if you rotated and scooched it all the way forward, it would fit. And a judge, I guess, was asked to make a ruling on whether or not that overlaps. And under the rules reference, it's written extremely ambiguously. If the ship fully executes the maneuver, comma, before the player places the ship the opposite of the template, comma, the ship is rotated 90 degrees to the left for a left, or 90 degrees to the right for the right, period. <laughs> then the player places the ship with the hash mark on the side of the base aligned to the left, middle, or right at, uh, at the end of the template. <laughs> so, you can read that two ways. That you do the talon roll, like everyone has been doing talon rolls, or you do a hard three and rotate at the end. Yep. Or you could read it that you have to check for an overlap before you scoot around and line up with the hash marks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the way the English language works, that's how you do it. Yeah. It's not how anyone's ever done it. Because I of myself, the it's, it's stupid and it's worded wrongly, um, but the thing is, the if the ship fully executes the maneuver section of that wording was taken right from uh, 1.0, where the maneuver mm-hmm. was done differently. Yeah. So... Vader overlap was ruled to overlap and bump with his talon roll. He didn't get to rotate 90 degrees. He took three turns to get back in, and that B-wing got two more rounds of shooting. Yep. Uh, both players played, you know, amazingly, and, and full credit to them. Uh, the Rebels ended up winning, unfortunately. I like Kalen as a player, but I'm an Imperial fan, and watching Vader wander out to nothingness is a little too reminiscent of A New Hope for me. Um, So, folks on the internet really didn't like that decision. It sparked a lot of debate. Um, Whatever. FFG is eventually going to fix it because they're going to have to. And I'm going to stop right here and give a quick word of advice to any of our American listeners. 
Okay, everybody, hold both your hands out uh, flat in front of you and extend your thumbs 90 degrees. Do you see the one that forms an L? That's your left hand. The other is your right. Remember this, because it's important. And I say that because, unfortunately, and, and I, I can make the joke because Peter himself is, has been a great sport about it. <laughs> Round three of the finals... We had, I think it was six ship rebels for seven ship rebels. And the American player managed to fly both of his B-wings. Um, his entire list did hard twos. The B-wings went to the left and to the board edge, and the rest of his fleet went to the right and into the board. So he was in a position where neither ship could be saved. So he conceded and went home because he did, was going to have to drive through a Canadian snowstorm for six hours either way. He figured mm -hmm. there's no reason playing out this game that I have no chance of winning. Because mm -hmm. I wouldn't want to fly a list that was 150 points versus a Rebel Swarm. You're just not going to win. No. no. Um, there's a lot of flack there about why they didn't let him just do what the maneuver he obviously meant was. Um, and some folks were saying that his a player, the other player, insisted that he did that. Didn't well, happen. The judge saw what was revealed <clears throat> and told him he had to do the maneuver that he dialed in because it's the top table at a premier event. Mm -hmm. And I think that was a completely correct call on the judge's half. Yeah, Not, I, uh, I stand by it a hundred percent. Only, only because uh, you shouldn't put the player you're playing against in the position to make that ruling. Exactly. I like to think, a lot of people will take the high ground, you know, it's, especially when you're talking about it on the internet after. Well, I would have insisted that my opponent still get to play and screw what the judge says. No, you wouldn't. When you're in that position, you're going to take whatever advantage you can get because we're human nature. And the difference between first and second at a system open isn't just who gets the plaque. The winner gets their airfare and flight covered to Worlds. Yeah. And just remember that aforementioned absolutely terrible Canadian airfare. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Well, you can always fly to Iceland and then to the States. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, for me, I just drive down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so full credit oh, and then, to Galen. Then you can buy a Bonavine at the airport, even. Ah, uh, see, I could, I could also just bring it with me because you know Manitoba actually has the largest population of Icelanders outside Iceland. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's why we like you guys because yeah. <laughs> we're crazy. Um, so, full credit to Kalen Wong. He flew amazing. It's too bad that his win is marred by some people who say it deserves an asterisk. No, it doesn't. He won the finals. He showed up. Yeah. It's not his fault that his opponent makes mistakes that we've all made. Any player that tells you they've never accidentally went left or dialed left when they meant to go right is either lying or an idiot. There's a reason why I turn my dials to the direction my ships are. Yeah. Just to see definitely where I am going because I have done this many times. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And for anyone that criticizes the player, you try flying six or seven ships and keeping their maneuvers straight in your head over mm -hmm. two days. Yep. It's mentally exhausting, and I've got nothing but respect for both players. Uh, so Kalen Wong out of Vancouver, I'm happy to say won. Uh, not only because it was a Canadian that won the event, which is great, it just proved that 
Uh, we had a very important discussion amongst us Western Canadians after uh, Toronto disappointed us with the last Nationals and let the Howards come and, and snipe it. So, so we sent up some of our best to help hold the border because clearly they, they just weren't capable of doing it themselves. Uh, they needed a little bit of assistance, and that's what we as their fellow countrymen will do. We've got their back. That's good. For, for national honor. Uh, Bring in the Mounties, that, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's also great because Kalen winning that event means there are now seven world's invites in Western Canada. But because Paul LaRue also made top eight on of Edmonton, the number mm -hmm. is, is eight, and because one of the Edmonton guys made top eight in Phoenix, we're up to nine. So we've added 50% to our available uh, invites. So I guess what I'll say to Iceland is uh, get good because I want to see at least three of you at Worlds. <laughs> I'll be going on a press pass, I'm sure. But <laughs> uh, Get good. Okay. Uh, but uh, So maybe the one thing that I found interesting about your, uh, your narrative here was that um, – was that the judge intervened, um, and I, I'm wondering, did he do it uh, because he was called to the table, or did he do it just upon sight? No, no it's, a, it's, a it's, it's a final. It's a final. They've thing. got a table judge. Okay. Yep. Okay. And and the reason, especially, and I'd say this to anyone who's organizing an event, have a table judge, especially for the finals, because you don't ever want to put someone in the position where they have to make a judge call to potentially decide the game, because mm -hmm. no one wants to be that dick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly. Also, speaking of results, I want to give a huge shout out and credit to the lovely Brendan Osmond Damon out of Toronto, who, well, Toronto esque, who went undefeated in the uh, hyperspace qualifier. Mm -hmm. I don't like his list being Y Wings with Ion Cannon and Double Tap, but. Yeah. You know what? He went uh, 6 and 0 oh and. And Slack got their first major win. Um, yeah. Which which version of the of the Y wings is the four one the four Y wing list with with the bombs or no, no the Ion Five. Cannon version the Ion Cannon one yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, and what this what Toronto showed us as an event is definitely uh, FFG needs to look at point costs because veteran turret gunner didn't need to go down two points it's everywhere now. Mm -hmm. um, but. I think the real sleeper star of the entire tournament wasn't a player and wasn't a list. It was our lovely friends at Victor and Travis Television, VTTV. Yep. Uh, as a streamer, it hurts me to say this, and if you guys had a larger audience, I couldn't ever say it in public. I can't <laughs> on my own stream. Uh, VTTV is consistently pushing the envelope on what is content and quality in an X-Wing stream. I know they've pushed me in what I want to do and what I want to provide. Um, Simon on a First Earth, I still love his overlay the most. He was the first to make his own. But VTTV's back-end setup is amazing. Um, and it was... You could tell what was going on. Obviously, the commentators didn't always know what was going on in terms of 1.0 rules. Um, but a little context for that, that's because everyone who basically played 2.0 in Toronto was either judging the event or wanted to play in it because it was the only Canadian system open. Uh, so yeah. they pulled some folks that were familiar with X-Wing but weren't 
to active in 2.0. Okay. But they did it amazing. They kept up. They were... I thought it was good. Obviously, there was a couple comments Reddit thought crossed the line, but Victor and Travis really dealt with that beautifully, and uh, especially the day two commentary was top-notch. Mm-hmm. They well, set I mean, a standard I, that I'm going to have trouble keeping. I, I guess they just, you know, you should just tell them that anytime they're having this situation come up again, they can always call Geisley. He'll come <laughs> up, you know, in a, in a heartbeat. <laughs> well, but the issue was they need to be able to understand their commentator. <laughs> then don't give him beer. But the, but the, but the thing with uh, with the commentary I did with Mark at Worlds, it's it's one of the highlights of my Worlds trip. I was commentating. That was a great game. I don't know no, what it happened. Was, it, it, yeah, yeah. Well, the, that game, yeah. The game <laughs> was the absolutely game. terrible. But <laughs> hanging out with you and Rasta and talking X-wing for an hour yeah, and a half yeah. was great. Yeah. Yep, definitely. That's why so, you need to definitely win yourself a world's invite so we can do it again. Assuming I get a press pass again. <laughs> yep. Uh, okay, should we talk about the winner's list? The six rebel... Is it six? Yeah, it's it's a blue squadron escort with uh, a servo motor. It's a yeah, X-Wing and the Blue Squadron pilot, the B-Wing, with a jamming beam and a tractor beam. And then they have he has Partisan Renegade with Leia Organa, and Tactical Officer, and Pivot Wing. And then three Bandits. Oh, yeah, yeah, six. For some reason, I'd always thought yeah. it was seven. No. But before anything else, um, all I'm going to say is... What is going on? Swarms are the <laughs> imperial archetype. <laughs> uh, I think most of it is called uh, Leia crew. Well, it turns everyone into a pseudo-defender. Yep. Yeah, it does. It does. But, uh, like, I, like I said when we talked about the points change, I think they went a little bit overboard with Leia. Tiny bit. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to complain at all. Don't worry, I'll do nothing. Well, I'm not going to complain. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, not to reference what we... Actually, to entirely reference what we said we weren't going to look at. What's cool is, though, if you go back to your friends at Pink Brain Matter, you can clearly see what the point change did for Rebels. Yes. Yeah. Which yep. is nice. It shows that when FFG does a major points update like this, it does shake up the meta, and it makes it a completely different game. Yep. It just means right now I'm waiting for the Sith Infiltrator before I'm interested in the game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. But, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Kalen really, he, uh, a small tip on that, he didn't decide on running that list till he was already basically on the plane on his way to Toronto. So he really? had to borrow ships to make it work. Oh wow! Really? He, he, the, hey, My kind of guy. That's, that's, that's your kind of guy, right? Yeah. 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 I like him already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now he's, yeah. he's a top-notch player that that he found the ultimate, I think, efficiency in terms of rebel staying power with the punching power necessary and the ship count to really get value out of Leia. 
actually immediately when I saw this list, I I messaged Ayit and just told him this is right in your area. This 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 list he screams Ayit. It does. It the, does. Yeah. I it yeah. it speaks to me. Yeah. I I might. I might not. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the four ship, uh, imper uh, the rebel list is, I think, a better fit for me. But I'd probably give this one a try. Well, it makes sense that you think similar. Canada's on top, on top, on top, and you guys are on top, on top, on top, on side. <laughs> Wait, that's not how it goes. <laughs> but but more importantly, to the left or to the right? Depends which way around the dateline you want to go. <laughs> For a short trip or a long trip. Uh, okay, sweet. Better than the dirty, stinking Danes that keep trying to steal an island off the coast from us. <laughs> <laughs> We're into politics now. It, uh, it's <laughs> our no, not at island. Historic. There's a small island between uh, Canada and Greenland that uh, historically the navies will keep changing the flag and leaving liquor for each other on. Oh, I have it is it is the yeah. most Danish and Canadian fight you could ever imagine <laughs> because it's it's amazingly polite and friendly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it, it's still a war. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> I, there's, it's 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 like it, it's usually whiskey, right? Isn't that the? Uh, I feel like I heard that the story that it was it was whiskey that that the Canadians leave. So you leave rye whiskey on the island, and then the Danish they leave like Akowit or something. Something like that. That sounds about right. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Canada should really just, you know, be part of the Nordics, sort of. From, uh, from, I like from to think we're an unofficial a member. Yeah, but you're a pretty official member of other things, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we're your cousin, twice removed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well we I mean, like as, the, as the story goes, right, um, Iceland was populated by people who were exiled from Scandinavia. No, no, they just left. No, yeah. they were criminals. We sent them away. No, they just they, didn't they, want to pay the taxes. What's the, wrong the, one, the, ones, the ones that made a new crime on Iceland were then exiled to Greenland. I mean, this is just like calling the, the rebels the bad guys. I mean, they are. Again. But they are. Think of how many contractors were on the second Death Star. <laughs> it was on, it was an active construction site, and you guys knew it. Yeah. <laughs> Next, you're going to say yeah. the Republic were the good guys because the set, you know, the uh, Confederacy of Independent Systems, you know, was was wrong. No, I I, I could never pull off that argument. Uh, no, I, no. Feel, I feel like the Death Star was built to do something sinister. I just can't put my finger on it. Well, no, it dealt no, with no, the no, old Iranian... It, uh... it was a mining uh, device, right? Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes, yeah, like Grand, Marf, Grand Moff Tarkin so famously said, 
resource extraction will keep the systems in line. <laughs> <laughs> you guys oh. are going all Trump on us. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> can't, take, can't take that. Um, easy, 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 easy. That being said, uh, not even I can try and defend the First Order. They went a little overboard with their Nazi symbolism. Yeah. Definitely. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, talking about. Well, you mentioned the. Sith Infiltrator. I love that ship. Yeah, should we go there? Because we got a little article. I'll 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 go there if you want to go there. I'm I'm so excited. Yeah, it looks great, man. It looks so good. Are feel you... feel like it looks a little bit too good. It's gonna be expensive. I figure probably fifty-two yeah. points for the base model. Because you got to remember, the ship itself is mm -hmm. going to be meh. It's probably going to mm -hmm. be 12 points to put the uh, Scimitar title on it. Yeah. For those that aren't familiar, the Scimitar title is what allows the ship to cloak. Um, yeah. Gives it a red cloaking action, a white jam action, and when it decloaks, it can jam someone in its bullseye. Yeah. Yeah. Which is going to be an interesting way of dealing with aces, is jamming them mm -hmm. before they move with a decloak. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But it's a large base, cool looking ship that's going to be fun to paint that cloaks. Yep. This hits like every single one of my uh, checklists. And if you look at the ship itself, it looks like the wings might rotate, like flip inward. Yeah, it does. Oh, yeah. yeah. It does. Mm -hmm. Ooh. I wonder if they're going to have S foils or, or foils or something. No. No, it, it, the only time it did that in the movie was for landing to get it out of the way. So I think it's just going to be for cool factor. Yeah. It's the same as the Inquisitor's tie yeah. did in Rebels. Oh. did the same thing. Right, yeah. Oh, well, you're, I mean, the U-wing only collapses at wings for landings in the movie. Yeah. It, uh, that didn't mean that it to a mechanic. Yeah, that's true. But I don't um, think, I think, I think they would have spoiled it already. But I, yeah. I actually think that uh, 12 points sounds a little bit too much for for that, considering, I mean, cloaking is, is all fine and well, but you have only one agility to begin with, and you're not, mm. you know, you're not going to see anything that decloaks like a phantom. Uh, it's not going to decloak as far. Mm. It's not going to get a free evade token because it doesn't <laughs> have the stigium array. Um, it so decloaks as far as a phantom. <laughs> Do you think it's going to do that? Do you think it's it's not going to be some sort of uh, alternative like the barrel rule? Well, it, it's already in the rules reference. It's instead of using the I, two template, hmm. you use the one template. But a yeah, one template actually, on it, a large it's base true. It, it's the same thing. Yeah, is the same distance. Yeah. Ah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. And the nice thing is, like that dial is gorgeous with hard ones that are red, hard twos mm -hmm. and hard threes that are white. Mm -hmm. This thing's going to be able. It, it really completes the candy cane. So if you do the decloak to the side, mm -hmm. you're basically going to be in a position where you're just rotated like 90 degrees. Mm -hmm. Almost. Yeah, it goes well with those vulture droids that flies next to it, right? Mm -hmm. Well, that's the thing. I'm already thinking of get, throwing Darth Maul on there and... Uh, however many vulture droids to sit on rocks as I can fit as turrets. 
<coughs> so basically you're flying one ship. It's a one ship list with a just stationary turrets. Yeah, and the probe droids that it come with are really cool for... Oh. I don't think they're going to be good for the infiltrator, but I think what it's going to give you is the option of a real alpha strike list where you can have somebody throw mm -hmm. those straight forward to get your mm -hmm. target lock and focus for your first volley. Mm -hmm. But the infiltrator dial is just... As a cloaking ship lover, having the uh, one and two straight in banks as blue... Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. gives you so many options. Yeah, but 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 with with Darth Maul, you won't be decloaking and cloaking like every turn, will you? Uh, no, you won't be recloaking like the Phantom does. No, but it doesn't need but, to so much. It, it there doesn't look like it's got a way to cloak after the action phase. No, but no, shenanigans not on Darth Maul. Some of some of the others do. Yeah. I think is it, is it Dooku that can take an action after he if he hits something, so he can sort of old school whisper cl cl uh, cloak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Dooku. But, he has but I mean, he, he's initiative three. So, well, that's the, his his ability is he can decloak after he's attacked. So you wait till mm -hmm. the last one of their I fives tries to hit him, and then you decide actually never mind. I'm going to spend my force to slap you around. Yeah. Um. I think Duco is more interesting as a crew, though, where it spend one force for a worse version of old Palpatine. Yep. It's limited to range zero to two, and the dice can still be modified. Mm -hmm. But that's going to be fun. I just like how Darth Sidious works better with the Jedi, and Chancellor Palpatine works better with the Separatists. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm, I actually don't, wouldn't say it's not... I don't think you can call him strictly a, wor a worse version of Palpatine. I mean, I know he modifies the dice results and it can't be there already and so on. But mm -hmm. uh, on the other hand, you can affect your opponent's dice. Yes. Uh, I'm sorry. It's, it's worse than 1.0 Palpatine, not 2.0. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And 1.0 Palpatine, Palpatine couldn't, couldn't affect your opponent's dice, right? No, it can only affect dice you roll. True. It's a different Palpatine. It's it's a nice, powerful global effect. Um, but overall, the whole... I've never been more excited for a single ship pack. Who is, who is breathing in the microphone? Hey, it's probably... Yeah. I think he's asleep. He, he probably had a busy day. Yeah, we're talking about Imperials. Stuff. We're talking about <laughs> you know. independent systems, sir. Yeah, it's all the same. <laughs> all the same, we tried to leave that which it was. It was the war that you guys declared that even gave the Empire a chance to form. Well, here we go again. The CIS are like Texas. Right? Have, you, have you guys noticed that in the pictures in the article... That all of the the droid ships, they look like goblins that are looking up towards you when you were looking at them on the screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That's true. <laughs> I never until you saw that, but I'm never gonna unsee those eyes again. <laughs> but, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> I've ruined them. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I'm happy but that, to see if they've got this right. You can run 
a based because FFG has never been wrong in an article or their pictures before. No, but no, it looks no, like you never, can run never. three vultures and an infiltrator in a list. Yeah. yeah, but that might be the article error because <laughs> yeah. I have I haven't found one already. But I don't know. And obviously, we don't have Anakin in the bullseye arc. For once. In this article. For once. <laughs> in this article. No, it's more realistic. It's a B-Wing, which makes complete, yeah. complete sense. <laughs> or is it? No, it, it's uh, actually, it's not a B-Wing. No, it's the, it's, it's the, it's the, it's the W? It's the no, clone ship, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. W-Wing or something. So, so what do you guys, on to other stuff within the article, though. What do you think of the probe droids? Oh, I love it. <laughs> They're so silly. I love it. What I'm excited for is I think they're testing the ground with this mechanic for buzz droids later on. Yeah. And it's... Okay, it's three agility, and it's it's only one hull. So... And it's not going to shoot at you or anything. It's just... Just straight mechanics. But it's taking it's taking attacks off, off whatever else you would be shooting, or, you know, what might be shooting at you. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it's like a Z ninety five. You actually want yeah. chips to fire at it. Except you can fire back with a Z ninety five. Well, not usually not because they normally they die. Yeah, and they okay. probably pointing the other way. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't know that easily because you've never played one. So no. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Well, I, I don't like boring ships. Let's just say that. <laughs> well, the Z95 is boring. You can You're not roll. wrong. You can <laughs> roll. I mean. Do you say the Z95 isn't boring? I'm just pointing out that it can barrel roll. You know. It's the hardest. <laughs> it, has, it, has, it has options. You know. Okay. Yeah, Most you might be able to get heated uh, if you want. Do you know what the best use a Z-Wing has outside of Kaolin's list? Dead Man Switch dying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's probably the best up upgrade to put on it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah now, since since uh, since um, the, uh, what was the other upgrade that allowed it to, uh, to zap everything around it? Feedback <laughs> oh, right? array. Feedback array. Yeah, yeah. That was actually, yeah. that was the best upgrade on a Z95. <laughs> Ah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I think we're oof, getting yeah one and a half hour more. One forty-five in. Uh, yeah. I I have a question. Yeah. How yeah. many points do you think that thing will be? Oh, the separatist. Uh, oh, the uh, the droid. No. The droid. No. No. no well, the more than six. The infiltrator. Oh, I want to say high fifties, low sixties for the lowest generic. Yeah. Maybe even high 40s. Yeah, I also I think around 50 for the lowest generic, and then you will pay something like high 60s for more? I think Maul uh, with low the title. Maul with yeah, the title can't be more than 10. 75. Yeah. Might be more. They might. They might. Have, no, okay, no, it's not going to be more because it's a new faction. Yeah, that's that's my bet. Um, yeah, 
We'll see. If I'm wrong, obviously you've got it recorded forever and you can call me out on it. I'll bet <laughs> you a beer at Worlds that Maul isn't seven, more than 70.5 points with the title. Well, I'll, I'll take you on that. Okay. We, actually need to, we actually need to show up at Worlds to collect that beer, though. <laughs> well, exactly. Right. It's a win-win. But, <laughs> but, all, but also to give it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I would, I would, I would gladly take you up on that. I think you will be more than seventy-five with the title, Moldwell. Yeah, but you're not going to be at Worlds. <laughs> nope. Oh, you're not. Okay. Huh. Um, but that also could just be that I'm super optimistic, but well, could be. Uh, but what, I'm what? actually, I, I'm, I'm thinking that it's, it's worth more. But because it's a new faction, it might be less. It depends how that's bad what, the playtesters bungled it. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. It's like it's like the resistance, like like the A wings. They are worth more than they are. But it's they need, they need their ships. I mean, I guess I guess the the assumption that I've always taken in this is to that end that. If when there are limited options with an faction, then they're, they're going to tend to price everything a little bit lower than it might be worth, just while they're building up the capabilities yeah. of the faction. But then it yeah. sort of equals out. The exception, of course, being scum, uh, yeah. kind of. Uh, but um, so maybe that's just a bad assumption after all. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, th- I need to think about more what I'm going to say before I start talking. Apparently. No, you're doing great. <laughs> but uh, one thing that I find interesting about everything that's coming forth now is, you know, the whole force um, management element, the new element of the game is, is, you know, of course, increasing a lot. But all of the, all of the, 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 the you know, the force users, the most powerful ones, they all have three force, mm-hmm. uh, and even Vader. Vader was supposed to be like the most powerful force user in the galaxy, but they're equal. They're, they're you know drawing the line at three, so nobody gets more than three. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense yeah. to you guys? Shouldn't Vader you know have a little bit more than Luke Maul, you know even Dooku? Yeah, I, I tend to, I tend to agree, yeah. but we haven't seen yeah. Yoda pilot yet. No. Oh right, yeah. Well, Yoda's ability's got to have something to do with uh, barrel rolling, with how much he flips around. He's <laughs> <laughs> gonna have a new. It's gonna be a new maneuver. It's gonna be like a. Yeah. It's gonna be like a triple barrel roll or something. Or you can barrel roll into a barrel roll. Well, no, that's got to be Anakin's ability. Yeah. Try yeah, spinning. Yeah. It's a good trick. <laughs> that's a for the uh, new boost starfighter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, when you barrel roll, you have to do another barrel roll. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure Yoda's ability must be something with doing things in a different order than you usually do it. <laughs> <laughs> you can do your linked actions backwards. <laughs> oh, you have to you have to roll a die like three times. For every time you roll a hit in a crit, you do an adaptive aileron and a barrel and then a boost. <laughs> oh no! I just thought of what it has to be, gentlemen. FFG, you're welcome to steal this. Yoda cannot fail actions. Do or do not, there is no try. Right! That's awesome! That's so good. That's so good. Okay. You <laughs> killed it. You al- killed al- it. Alternatively, he engages in the activation phase and moves in the uh, in the combat phase. 
That would be so powerful. That's so shenanigan-y. I love it. Yeah, especially if he was low initiative. <laughs> yeah. Just move out of the way. <laughs> oh, that's 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 awful. That's so awful. <laughs> okay. Should we should we close this out? Yeah. I was gonna I was gonna do a quick Patreon update. Uh I wanted to announce our next alt art. And that has to do a little bit with force. Because yeah, it's uh, we are doing a hate dark side force upgrade and the uh, the photo it will be posted on our Facebook page soon. Uh, we we are we're still making our acrylics. Uh, I won't announce it yet what that will be. But yeah, the hate card it it's really really nice, I think. Oh, it's super nice. It's super nice and it's the thematic ish. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Right? Right? I don't know. You don't know. No. I don't know. Have I seen no. it? No. Uh, yeah, I think. Well, I'm not sure. <laughs> I think you sent it to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah. I guess I'll see it when it's posted on the Facebook page. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's uh, yeah. Either way, it's really nice. I like it. Uh, uh, yeah, hate. So, uh, shoutouts. Uh, Jan, you wanna do a shoutout? Yeah, sure. Um, obviously, to my fantastic group in uh, in Pink Squadron, um, who I road trip with to various parts around Northern Europe. Um, Really love the community we have, so uh, so shout out to all you guys. Sweet, very nice, very nice. Uh, Mark, uh, anything else? Uh, I think I hit everybody again. Huge shout out to Brendan uh, for winning his hyperspace. It's Kalen for showing that Western Canadians are best Canadians. Uh, Devin and his team for running an amazing event, um, and for anybody that totally thought ahead and tuned in to join us this evening with the junkies uh, we'll have some fun but I think my biggest shout out goes to Gizly for putting up with me and Egg for putting up with Gizly oh yeah Aww. after on your on your own yeah. <laughs> I'm, maybe I'll, I'll switch to Lone Wolf then <laughs> This is a special shout-out from Mark Stewart. He forgotten sometimes we are nice, so we decided to include this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is just a small addition because I forgot my main shout-out, and I'm begging Gizly to include it, and I'm hoping he does. does. This is again Mark from the Junkies. I missed my main shout-out, which is to the, honestly, the only even tangentially related X-Wing content production worth listening to outside of Thule's which is cooking with Rasta. Honestly, the best anything related to X-Wing. Gizly, include this. Thank you, Mark, for those lovely words.
Okay. Okay. Yeah, Hogan. Um, shoutouts. Ah, just just the usual. I think. Um, yeah. No, just you know. I think. Um, thanks to uh, the Icelandic players. You know, I've been I've been showing up in Nexus for the past few weeks and mm-hmm. been playing some pretty good games. Um, uh, I've been failing miserably at most of them, but it's been fun. Uh, and uh, a special, you know, not a shout out, but but uh, I wanna I wanna take the moment to thank thank you guys for coming on. Um, it's 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 you know it's been really really it's been a really good conversation with you guys. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I of course mean Mark and, and Jan. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if that wasn't obvious, that's <laughs> a given. Yeah, 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 yeah. A given. <laughs> so uh, thank uh, you guys. Oh, before you before you uh, stop your shoutouts, uh, uh, do you wanna? No, okay, not yet. Next episode, whatever. Hey, shoutouts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll do my shout out then. <laughs> I wanna just shout out to all the players showing up in Nexus that I haven't played with because I never show up because I'm too busy. And uh, I would like to shout out uh, the best shout out I've heard, uh, and it was on the 186 uh, podcast. And uh, <laughs> And Jasper shouted me out for not winning uh, store champ. So that's not true. He just said that you weren't a store champion. Store yeah, champion. Yeah. He didn't. They didn't go and specifically say that you didn't win it. Wait, there's people uh, that I, didn't I'm win still a store not champion. A st- huh? <laughs> yeah, we actually have them on the show. Is that like part of your community service? Yeah. No, we what? no we we get paid. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, that was my shout out. Sweet, sweet. Uh, I'm just gonna shout out everyone, all of the listeners, all of our patrons, all of our guys at Nexus. You guys, thank you for coming on the show. It's been a great show, I think. Uh, yeah, it's always good when we so. get people on that actually know what they're talking about. Yeah, that's why we brought you in, but... I assume that was another episode. <laughs> how we failed. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I don't know how you thought of that. But <laughs> it's your mistake. <laughs> okay, guys. I'm going to say goodbye. Yep. But should we say yeah. goodbye as well, then? Is that... Yeah, idea? yeah. Okay, uh, yeah. Or is Gisli just leaving us, or are we... <laughs> well, <laughs> see you, bud. Was he being so lucky? <laughs> no, okay. apparently yep. not. He's the right, one recording. Right. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> We're two hours in, so... Yep. Thanks okay. for coming, and uh, see you all next episode. Yep. Bye. 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 Go, <laughs> 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 <laughs>